0: Everybody has enemies, but are you responding to your enemies the correct way? Welcome to Reveal the Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Carter, and this is Episode 72, How to Respond to Your Enemies. We're going to talk about this. everybody. So glad that you are here. We are on episode 71. This is going to be good. Everybody has enemies. We all have enemies whether we make them on purpose or we just have them for whatever reason in the, you know, the universe, in the world, in our lives, we have enemies. And I want to talk about how we respond to enemies because this is something that, you know, we don't we just don't really talk about very much. We go around and we're just mad at people or they're mad at us. And there's a way, you know, that God wants us to respond to people. So we're going to talk about this because we we, we face opposition all the time from people around us. And I'm going to give you all six ways. There's way more than six, but, you know, I like numbers. So your your enemies, there's a way that you respond to them. And so it doesn't affect your spiritual life because let's just face it, the enemies affect our spiritual life okay and we're talking about like people here not like the enemies of other uh, things like food or tv or whatever like we're, we're talking about relationships because this is what jesus is concerned about relationships with people so when we have these enemies in our life they cheat us they rob us they lie on us we've all been lied on they spread rumors People betray you. They hurt you. They tell you you're not going to succeed. All kinds of things happen. These are the enemies. And their enemies could be a co-worker. It could be an acquaintance. It could be a family member. It could be a spouse. It could be someone on the street. It could be someone at a grocery store. They could be people who disagree with you politically. We know that's a hot topic. People who persecute you for your faith. They could be an enemy. People who make a hobby of just criticizing you. There we all have people in our lives. We have there could be mother-in-laws, there could be father-in-laws, there could be sister-in-laws, brother-in-law. There are people who are the enemy. But whatever the case is, enemies are hurdles in your spiritual life. After this podcast, I want you to see them as a hurdle that, you know, it is something that can keep you from getting to your destination in Christ. It can keep you stagnated in your walk. So it's how we respond to an enemy that determines the outcome of our life. And a lot of that gets, you know, mucked up, um, murky water because of our thoughts and emotions and are they get in the way of what to do. So if you are facing a enemy or an army of enemies. In your life right now, we're going to talk about this. So the first verse, I'm going to give you six different verses. Proverbs 15 and 1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. All right. We all know when we're in the middle of a conflict with someone, we can actually de-escalate it by the words that we say. I have failed at this so many times. This is a verse that most of us, we don't keep in the forefront of our mind. Let's say you've been insulted, you've been lied on. I mean, I'm talking about purposeful hurtful stuff right in your face. People are are doing something and they have the audacity to threaten you and criticize you and you may have even been betrayed and you feel it down to the core. You know, you've got that heated anger and hurt and you've got just a whole lot to say. I have been there, okay? I have been there. Um, I remember when my husband was cheating and I had hot anger. I'm telling you my anger, it was, th- there wasn't even enough. I hate to even say it now. Th- it seems like at that moment, there wasn't enough Jesus for me to be calm. I was trying to put out a fire that was really a raging, uh, inferno, 10 alarm. And you just got, I had a lot to say. And some of you, you've just got a lot to say. You think I'm going to give that person a piece of my mind. I'm going to tell them what I think. I'm going to go Medea on them. I'm going whatever. God's like, no, a soft answer is actually better at that moment. But when our emotions are out of control, that is the last thing we are thinking about. I can remember, and some of you, you can remember the devil almost sitting right there on your shoulder saying, you know, you've been wrong. You know, they did that on purpose. You know, don't let them get away with it. And you agree with that. And so you totally lose the whole scripture in Ephesians 4 that talks about in your anger, don't sin. Don't let unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what's helpful for building up others. You're like, I don't care about building up nobody right now. I'm getting ready to have my say. I'm getting ready to say what I want. But that's not scripture. The word of God is like a fire extinguisher. And it puts up this huge wall, and it helps you to not be offended. And if you need help with offense, go listen to my podcast on offense that I did several several podcasts ago. It does it does no good. So you can choose to re- you can choose to retaliate because you've been wrong, but it's not going to fix anything. It's 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 at that moment when you need to remember who the real enemy is, and that's really Satan, and how he uses other people, even Christian people, okay, to bait you, to rob you of a blessing. Yes, I said it. Other Christian people will hurt you. Honestly, to be truthful, I have been hurt more by Christian people than somebody who wasn't a Christian, and that is just so sad to say. I've literally been hurt by Christians, Church people, pastors, leaders in a church, more than I have by someone who isn't saved. And I'm talking about it was a legitimate hurt. You know how some people say, oh, I got this church hurtness, you know, da da. No, I'm talking about like for real serious, like it was just really wrong what they did and they will not own it. Like it was just wrong. I'm not saying I just want to be right. I'm saying this is just a wrong thing to do. And it's happened to family members, it's happened to other friends of mine. So just no church people can hurt you it's one of the deepest wounds all right so the second one the second verse so the first one is refuse to retaliate you don't have to say something back to people you don't just give a soft answer the second one is love your enemies so Matthew 5 says love your enemies for if you love those who love you what reward have you none basically Jesus did tell us to love our enemies. He did. But love is not a feeling. It's a decision. So you have to decide. Decide. Y'all, come on. Some of these things in our lives that we have, we're just doing them because we're not deciding to make a better choice. Okay? This is my podcast, so I can say what I want. We're just simply not deciding that's wrong. I'm not going to engage in that behavior. This is wrong. I'm just not going to do that. It's wrong to just not hear a person out. It's wrong to have an affair. It's wrong to just talk about someone behind their back. It's, it's just wrong. It's wrong when your friends, you can't even have a conversation and tell them how you feel, and then they just you know stop talking to you because you told the truth. It's wrong. It's wrong, all right? So love your, love your enemies. People get too wrapped up uh, in their feelings. They just get too wrapped up in their feelings. But nothing in the spiritual realm is le- ever led by a human feeling or emotion. See, we're really spiritual beings in a physical body. So we make a decision to receive Jesus. We make a decision to be kind to friends. We make decisions to love our enemies. It's really that simple. I didn't say have relationship. I didn't say be their bestie, their BFF. I just said you make a decision to love them, meaning you stop doing your crazy behavior and you change. How okay, how do I love them? Because see, I'm all about practicality. It really begins in your heart. You don't have to run up, and I just said this. You don't have to run up and hug your enemy every time you see them. Just begin by changing your heart towards them. One way of to do this, to begin, is renewing your mind in this area, is just pray for this person. Okay, whenever you think of your enemy, just say, God, you love so-and-so, so so I love so-and-so. I forgive them. I ask you to help me to love this person with the God kind of love. As you continue to pray this prayer, you will begin to feel a transformation in your heart for this person. Okay, so love your enemies. Love the worst person in your life. Try to love them. Try to wish them no harm. Okay? Try to try to do this. Romans 5 tells us that the love of God is shed in our heart if you're a Christian, you have this. How can you say you're a Christian and you cannot love your own spouse or children or neighbors or friends or family members? I didn't say have relationship. With you know, the friend enemy, I didn't say that. I'm just saying we have to really evaluate what are we doing with our life? What choices are we making? Have we made some things are causing people great pain? Great, like, like common, normal relationships, children with mothers and fathers. That should never be dysfunctional. It shouldn't. Now, we know we live in a world where it is, but it shouldn't. It causes great pain to children, okay? Um, So, don't allow your emotions to overrule loving some person. When you do, you're going to find your enemies will have no power over you ever again when you just love them. All right, number three. Uh, it's Matthew 5 also. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. So this is pray for your enemies. Pray for the people who you know have done you wrong. This is just going to be simple. Some of you are like, I can't. I I just can't pray for them. Yeah, you can. Remember I said it's a decision. When you spend a lot of time in intimate prayer on behalf of of pressing personal needs for this person or friend, a family member, the nation, whatever it is, you will see the turnaround. Pray for people who wronged you will enable you to release that hurt. See, a lot of us, we have the hurt so deep inside because we're just, we, we let it fester. Pray for them. Release the hurt. Release the anger. Release the unforgiveness in your heart. Receive this peace like you have to for your own life, for your own sake. It keeps you from this bondage that comes with holding a grudge and allowing God's blessing to flow into your heart freely, okay? So from this point on, just don't mistreat people. Pray for them. Pray they'll have a blessed life. Pray that God will use them. Pray that they will um, get their needs met. Pray they'll receive God's love into their life. I have people in my life who literally like don't even talk to me anymore. I don't even know why. I I literally I can name I can name people. I don't even know why. If I did something, let me say I'm sorry. Some people I've gone to, I've tried to say I'm sorry for I didn't even know what I did. So we we're, we're in a society right now where people they just block your number, they don't answer your phone, they they unfriend you. They all these silly childish things that people do you don't even know why people are angry at you anymore you don't even know so you just start to sort of live in this space where you're like well i don't really care like whatever if they won't talk to you you can't fix it i just know these people are hurting but you can't get anywhere with someone if they actually won't talk to you so you have to just keep praying for them it's very hurtful i lost good relationships with people best friends that to this day I don't even know what happened. Some of it I think God stripped the people out of my life, but it still hurt. You want to know why, but you don't know why. All right, so that was number 3, pray for your pray for your enemies. Okay, number 4, do good to your enemies. Woo, now this is a tough one. But it's doable. Matthew 5:44, do good to those who hate you. Come on. You in, in your right mind, you know there's nobody that you really just desire to do good to, especially if they're your enemy. You are not likely thinking, oh, I want to bake a cake for them. I want to bless them. I want to buy them something. Now I'm going to tell you, but this one has the most power. I literally have had enemies where I have blessed them and it's broken that evil off the situation or the relationship. When you are treated poorly, By people harassed talked about lied on you're facing this hardship with them total opposition you need to respond in a way that sets you completely apart from them totally heaps coals of fire on them on them totally set you apart from them meaning no i'm not gonna you're not gonna win over me but it takes courage it takes humility And the love of God to do good to someone you know is mistreating you. And it's not easy. I told you that. it's not. I have done this repeatedly over and over and over. And I have failed in it over and over also. But when I've done it right, it works. It works. So if you know somebody who hates you or they have wronged you, let's just go with wrong, okay? You look for an opportunity to do good to them. Send a card, send flowers, write a letter, uh, bake them something, buy them something you know that they like, they need. Do something, and this has to be a physical something you do. You have to give of yourself. If they need help, you're the first one to offer. Pray for them, buy them, and you can't, and see, when I say pray for them, that's like the easy cop-out way. It's good, you should, but that don't take much to say, oh, God bless them, and then you say you prayed. That is weak. Come on, y'all. We can do better than that. Buy them a gift. This is how believers walking in God kind of love show act of kindness, love towards the enemy, regardless of what they deserve. And we got people in our life, they deserve a whole bunch of, you know, crazy. They they do. Let's just be real. Y'all know me. I keep it real. There are some people in our life, you like, they don't deserve jack. Nothing nice. No, they don't. But were you once like them? Were you once like them? Were you? So take the high road, people, and bless them. You know that you should. All right. Number five, forgive your enemies. Matthew 6 14. If you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. This is, this is not easy at all, but you must forgive when you suffer a deep, deep wound, and we all have suffered a wound at the hands of someone else, or when someone is continually hurting you, or when you continually recall a hurtful situation, forgiveness can seem like it's just too big of a challenge. It's, that's too much to ask. But God has commanded that you forgive other people. When you have an unthinkable situation, you have to forgive. Satan, the devil, demons, they have convinced a lot of believers that forgiving somebody else is somehow letting the person off the hook. It is not. Letting them off the hook. If you want to talk to me more about forgiveness, I can point you to a ministry that does forgiveness. And I am a forgiveness counselor as well. And it's nothing further from the truth. Forgiving someone does not let them off the hook. Okay, it does not. I remember when when I had to forgive the ex for cheating and the mistress. Y'all, I was I was so hot with anger and I felt like why do I need to forgive something that somebody else did that I didn't I didn't cause? I didn't have nothing to do with a cheating tawdry affair. But yet I'm asked to forgive. Are you crazy? Like, I like I didn't want to forgive nothing. I wanted her to die on the street, and I wanted him to be in Grady Hospital because I was like, y'all, y'all need to feel some pain that I'm feeling. God's like, no, no. And it took me three years to work through arguing with God to to forgive, literally, because I felt I was justified in my unforgiveness and my anger. Because two people destroyed multiple people's lives, tore them up, flipped them upside down. But that's not how God works. It was destroying my life. They're going on in their happy sin. Yes, I said happy sin for the season. So forgiveness is so important to your spiritual life. So, so, so important. So if if there's anybody in your life to whom you have anything against, no matter how long it ago it happened. It could be 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50, forgive them. You will be, you will go so free. All right, number six, let God avenge you. Oh, now, this is the one I love. I think because people just, people just low down. Some people are just, they are just low down. They are. And you want revenge. Well, you just let God do it. God knows how to do it. He knows, he knows how to do it. I don't wish harm on anybody, but I'm just going to tell you, when you hurt children, when you hurt people, when you hurt old people, when you just blatantly do your own thing and you know you're wrong and you will not make good on it, you will not repent to the people you hurt. You, it, there's just a system in place. That what goes around comes around. I don't like to use the word karma, but I'm just telling you, if you're a lover of justice, you're going to have trouble accepting that God can avenge. You're going to think they're always getting away, but they don't get away. Nope. When when Listen, think of people who are in gangs or gangbangers. They don't die well, y'all. When you, I've never known an adulterous person. They don't die well. When you just have done your dirt and you're, you just sit in that. You don't die well. You don't die well. <sighs> yeah, they deserve punishment after all. Look, God, look what they did. However, God never tells us we are to judge and be the jury. He says, it is mine to avenge. I will repay Deuteronomy thirty two thirty five. God is a God of justice. God never lets a wrong go. He doesn't let it go, not because he's vengeful, but because he is a good God of justice. Don't take Satan's bait. Don't don't think that you need to demand vengeance. You're only moving God out of the way and indicating that you don't trust God. You've got to let God fight that battle for you. You may not see it with your own eyes, but rest assured it will be dealt with. It will be dealt with because God's a God of justice. You cannot live your life, go around and hurt people and think that you're going to be okay. Like it's just going to be good with you. It's not. It's, it is not going to be good. It's just not going to be good for you. You will live in, if nothing happens to you, you you will live with an inner torment all the time in your life. Why sit in that? Why? God said he would prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Let God set that table, people. Let him set the table. I'm actually going to write a book called Setting the Table or um, The Table of Your Enemies, where it's, it's talking about Psalms 23 5, how God sets a table before you. He will, or, or, or I might call it the prepared table in the presence of your enemy, God solves your problems, something like that. Either way, trust him to take care of the matter. Put your focus on obeying his word regardless of what somebody does to you. That's one of the things that kept me as I was going through depression and divorce was I kept obeying God the whole time. I just I just kept, no matter how bad I felt and I hurt so bad, I kept obeying God. And I've had people speak lie after lie and hurtful things about me, my family members, But I just kept obeying God. So let these six ways, let them minister to you. So the next time that you're face to face with the enemy, it could be on the phone, a text in person, whatever it is, refuse to retaliate, love them, bless them, forgive them, pray for them and let God take care of the justice about the situation. You will be mature. You'll be perfected. You will grow up in the things of God and you'll grow up in a God kind of love for this person and for the world around you. Your life will be better for it. All right. That's all I've got for today. If you want to reach out to me, Stephanie Carter, four five at AOL.com. And if you'd like to support the podcast, I am, I need to hire a VA. I need to hire a VA to help me get some things done so I can work on the big project I'm trying to finish so I can release it here. I want to release it on my podcast. It's so good, but it's just taking me forever trying to get it all put together because I'm one person and I need to hire somebody to do this. So if you have any suggestions or like to help or support the podcast, click the link in the show notes. All right. And I will talk to you later.